world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everybody. This is Lori H. Schwartz, your friendly neighborhood tech cat, and we are broadcasting live from the Advanced Advertising Theater at the NAB Show 2016 on VoiceAmerica.com, and we are digging into our last panel of the day with the theme of the business of influencers, and we're going to dig into the story behind podcasting and why is this sort of old tech and old behavior and old content form so new and exciting again, and I can't think of anybody more fabulous more influential than Mr. Kevin Winston, who some of us call Mr. Redshirt, who's the founder of Digital LA. This guy is everywhere all the time talking to everybody. It's exhausting watching him. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Kevin Winston. Let's hear it. Come on, advanced advertising here. Come on, that's what I expect. That's right. Awesome. Whoa, okay. Just want to make sure you're awake. Thank you, Laurie. Appreciate it. And thank you, uh, NAB, for having us. How is everyone doing today? You guys, I can't hear you. How's everyone doing today? Lance, how are you? Peter, how are you? All right, good, good. I'd like to hear. All right, cool. So, uh, so here we are at, uh, at NAB. Thanks again for having us. We have the podcasting panel here. We have all, an awesome lineup of podcasters from all across the country, uh, from L.A. to Boston, and everywhere in between here to tell you all about podcasting. So we're going to have them introduce themselves. I'll go ahead and start, and uh, then we'll get into some questions all about podcasting. So uh, again, I'm Kevin Winston, as Laura said, I'm founder of Digital LA, which is LA's largest digital startup tech entertainment group. We do panels every week around entertainment, uh, cool media, music, games. Uh, we've done a podcasting uh, panel as well that us free was on. And uh, we do events all the time, and I also run something called Silicon Beach Fest, which is a startup conference. So that's me, I'm at Digital LA and at Kevin Winston. So if our speakers on Twitter, if people can go ahead and uh, introduce themselves with your name, uh, your name your podcast briefly. And, uh, some, and your Twitter, and something fun that happened in the past week or last night, because this is Vegas. Uh, hello, NAB! <laughs> How is everybody? <gasps> Woo! I think the whole conference can hear me. My name is Esprit Devora, and I love podcasting! <laughs> um, I have a podcast called We Are LA Tech. It focuses on LA startups, and Hello Customer focuses on large brands and how they deliver extraordinary customer experience like Levi's and Zappos. They both hit the top charts above number four in the country, which has been really exciting. And last night in Vegas, I rode a helicopter. Woo! <laughs> yes. It looked very cool. And Facebook lived it. It looked very yes, fun. Yes, Awesome, did. cool. All right, and she's at Esprit Devora and your Twitter. And we're periscoping right now, so hi, Periscope. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, uh, my name is Rob Greenlee, and I, uh, that's a tough act to follow, I have to say. Esprit is uh, definitely much more energetic than even I am. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I've been a podcaster for about 12 years now. I'm the head of content for a platform that hosts podcasts and does live streaming called Spreaker. And so we've been around for about six years or so. I used to be the VP of, uh, of technology for a platform called Podcast One. And I used to work for Microsoft on the Xbox team, running the podcast area for Zune and the whole Microsoft area. I actually do three podcasts. I do one called the Speaker Live Show. It's a live show um, that talks about podcasting and technology. And then I also do another show called the New Media Show, which is actually a live uh, a video and audio podcast. It's actually on a platform called Blab. And then I do a third show called uh, Radio Inc. Podcast, which is basically a podcast that's directed towards the radio industry. Um, so my, 
Yeah, so I've been involved in this space for a very long time. I'm really excited to see all the energy here with podcasting. And as far as my story from last night, it was just great to hang out with Esprit and all these guys um, out there on, on the strip in LA having a good time last night. All right, cool. Thank you. Jamie. Hi, everybody. My name is Jamie Ivey, and I'm from Meltdown Comics. I'm not so much from a specific podcast as a network of podcasts. Meltdown Comics in Los Angeles, California, is voted the best comic book store on the, web, on the West Coast. Um, we, <laughs> I'm getting someone nodding in the background. <laughs> Thank you. We have a customer. Um, <laughs> I'm formerly of um, Beats by Dre, World Wrestling Entertainment, and um, there's one more, Marvel Comics. I'm sorry, I don't know why I forgot that one. Um, <laughs> Um, um, like I said, I'm part owner and chief relations officer of Meltdown Comics, and we have a brand new, st uh, spr springing up, um, very successful, already off top, um, network of Mel uh, podcasts that we started. And, um, and uh, yeah, that's, that's me. And my last thing I did, I wasn't in Vegas, I flew in today, but I built a Millennium Falcon out of Legos after six, seven beers. That's More awesome. Last, That's wow. crazy You're the winner. Wow. You're the winner. You the Millennium I'm Falcon out of Legos. Right That's super cool. That's impressive. That's sweet. Yeah. Does it fire like things and stuff? Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. Okay. <laughs> My name's Allison Kramer, and I'm a co-owner of Unmarketing. We've written a bunch of business books, and uh, we uh, co-host a podcast called The Unpodcast, a business show for the fed up where we talk about horrible business practices and every once in a while a few good ones. And um, last night in Vegas I went to Craft Steak and ate more food than I should have. You should go. And I guess that's it. I think I'm, I'm not from LA and I've never worked for Marvel Comics. And I guess that's it. Awesome. Very cool. Thanks for joining us. Uh, hello, my name is Graham Elwood. I uh, am co-host and co-creator of the Comedy Film Nerds podcast, which is a weekly movie review podcast. And I also am the co-creator uh, of the Los Angeles Podcast Festival. And I uh, am the director and uh, producer of a crowdfunded documentary called Earbuds, the podcasting documentary. And last night, I'm, I'm in town headlining the Improv at Harrah's, and I made fun of a table full of drunk ladies from Texas and they got mad and walked out and I made fun of them because they're still wearing fanny packs. So that was the <laughs> highlight of my life. So congratulations, Texas. Gotcha. Awesome, well thank you. So as you see, uh, we have uh, panelists with podcasts, we have panelists with network of podcasts, they also do comedy, they also have made documentary films, they also have books, they also have media empires. So uh, super excited to, uh, to have them all here today. I want to see who's in our audience. So who here has a podcast in the audience currently? All right, yes, you have a podcast t-shirt, I see, that's very cool. Is that the name of your podcast? Okay, got it, and then, and then of course, Scott? He has to is? speak, otherwise he's not happy, so <laughs> this is got my it. partner. And who here husband. wants to learn more about how to start a podcast or just more about podcasting because they want to start doing it or getting into it or, or having someone get into it? Raise your hand, raise your hand high. All right, got it. All right, so one person has a podcast, everybody else wants to figure out more just about it. So you came to the right spot because we're talking about all about that. All right, let's get off with some questions. I'll go ahead and, and start, and then we'll be very interactive throughout. So the first question is, how did you get the idea for a podcast? You had, it was just like something you came up, you know, when you were you know, at, a, at, a, at a bar with some friends. Hey, you should do a podcast. Had you been thinking about it for a while? You came to a conference such as this and were inspired. How did you get the idea for a podcast? If, if you've created a podcast. If you, if you haven't, you can skip this question. Uh, go ahead. You want me to go first? Sure. All right, I'll go first. Um, so we were uh, kind of in the process of writing books, 
And the way the process was, we were sending these stories that were happening in the media and with business and with customer service back and forth to each other and having these amazing conversations. And we think we're hilarious. And so we were having these conversations about what's happening and wishing the whole time it was being recorded so that we could share with other people these debates we were having, conversations about different topics. And so that's how it started for us. We were really late to the podcast party. It's only been like two years. So we're not, uh, we're pretty new in the world of podcasting. But that was it. And we loved how easy it was like with technology for people to listen to it. And so that's why we decided to do it. Um, so uh, Comedy Film Nerds actually started as a website. Uh, my partner, Chris Mancini, and I are both stand-up comics and filmmakers. And we started a website where stand-up comics were writing funny movie reviews. And we had an old online store with short films and comedians' albums and stuff like that. And, you know, around... So we started that site in about 07, 08. And right around that time, all these comedians in L.A. were starting to do podcasts like... Mark Marin, Doug Benson, Jimmy Pardo, and we were going on as sort of the film experts on a lot of these shows, and everyone was like, why don't you guys just start your own podcast? So we started it in late 2009, and now that has become the center of our business. And he has LA Podfest. Yes, and which that's is amazing. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that in a second. Sure. <laughs> uh, so, Esprit, how did you get the idea for your podcast? Um, I was producing. I own an action sports media company, and uh, it's really expensive to produce high quality video. And I wanted an amazing way to bring content to people, but be able to manage the whole production process on my own in a really cost effective way. And so, I gave podcasting a shot. I love moderating panels. I love giving talks, and I love the idea of being able to bring information outside of like just this room. So like on Periscope right now, all the thousands of people getting to watch, right? Because I have my phone set up right in front of us. And so I actually met Graham before like I even launched the podcast. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm trying. And I was like, watched all these YouTube videos to figure out how to get a mic and stuff. But in 2012, I had the We Are LA Tech uh, video series uh, featuring LA startups. So I just took that concept and converted it to podcasting. And I love it. Like, I love, 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 love podcasting. I don't know if you could tell, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell. <laughs> Rob was actually my mentor when I started. Sounds like a segue. It was great. I mean, I saw, I saw all the energy that Esprit had, and I just thought she'd be just a natural podcaster. And she's turned out to be just a fantastic one and has so much energy to evangelize this medium and all that stuff. But to tell, tell my story, anyway, I got involved in this purely because my passion was marketing and my passion was around media. And I just combined those things together back in the early days of the kind of podcast movement and streaming and online radio and all this stuff and got involved in kind of, kind of talking about the topics that I liked at the time. And that, that was kind of search engine marketing, which is what I was into back then. So I, I used it as a way to build clients for my business, um, but it turned into a career after a while. So I, I started helping other people do it. So I kept podcasting about podcasting. And so I kept doing that over 12 years, and I got jobs working for platforms, and, and it just kind of steamrollered and, and kept me working in this, this field. So I think it's a way to build your career, too. So if you have a, a full-time job, you can do this on the side, and maybe eventually you can turn it into a full-time job. I mean, one of the greatest resources is your show to learn how to podcast the new media show. It's so good just to be like, how do I even get started in this world? And you, how often do you do the new media show? Uh, we do it every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on, on Blab. Dot, I'd say Blab.im. 
And it's also an audio and video podcast, too, so you can get it on, on demand. So go to the show, follow it, and, uh, and check it out to get some tips. And um, not so much how I started a podcast, because I'm here representing a network of podcasts. Um, the way the Meltdown Comics Podcast Network started was um, a, a few year, um, years ago, um, a, guy, a gentleman by the name of Chris Hardwick, the owner of the, nerd, uh, the start of The Nerdist, um, started podcasting, and he started The Nerdist in the 90s, and he moved in his podcast recordings because of mutual relationships into our store, Meltdown Comics, in, in Los Angeles. And while he was able to house The Nerdist out of our store, it was leading to a lot of confusion. Are we Meltdown, like is Meltdown associated with The Nerdist? Are we having podcasts on The Nerdist as well? It just like, it, the fact that it was in the same building as us, while we loved it and we love Chris, we love working with Chris, it, it did bring up a lot of confusion. So we decided, we have a lot of people that come into our store every day who are very passionate about what they love, me included. And, um, and we wanted to give these guys a platform who may not know Chris, who may not be as connected in Hollywood as Chris Hardwick is. And we wanted to start our own network where people, like-minded individuals, can, vo can talk about, for hours on end, their passions and what they liked. And so, um, in about 2015, mid-2015, we started the network. Um, already, we're up to eight podcasts, and by this summer, we should be about 12. That's amazing growth. Wow. Eight podcasts in a couple months. That's amazing. Cool. All right. So, uh, so great stories. You all had good ideas. And you're like, hey, I want to share this with more people. And, uh, and podcast is a great way to do that. And as you said, it's very cost effective because with video, you have to get like a video team. You have to make sure the lighting is good. But with podcasts, just make sure the sound is decent. And then you can basically edit yourself, as you said. Uh, cool. Any questions from the audience? I do questions right off the bat. Any questions from the audience about how they got started? Anyone? All right, I'll go ahead and uh, continue. So why is podcasting so popular? Lori alluded to this earlier, uh, that uh, podcasting is really having this resurgence. Uh, it used to be popular like 10 years ago, and then it kind of faded away, and then now it's, it's like it's back. So why, why, is, why is podcasting back? There's all this excitement about it. And we have people who have been in it, for, in it for a while. So yeah, go ahead. I particularly think it was the podcast startup, because um, people in tech are so influential. So they posted the startup podcast on, um, on uh, product hunt, and then all those influencers like started to be like, what's this podcast thing, as though it's some new form of technology. <laughs> and then um, shortly thereafter, the Serial podcast came out, and then that made, pod pod made podcasting really in mainstream media, where it's like, oh wow, this is like content to really pay attention to, which is unfortunate because like, as you guys know way more than I do, like podcasting has been around forever, and there's amazing podcasts that have been around. But so then I think a caveat on that is just, the automobiles today integrating um, the right kind of um, integrations with like phones and mobile to listen to podcastings, the new iPhone, having it as a default app. I think these things have all catered to the podcasting um, mainstream accelerating. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I also I also think too like the the social media component, at least in the comedy world, it was uh, there's this been a renaissance of stand up comedy where all these like CISO and Hulu and all these people are producing stand-up comic albums and stand-up comics now weekend because of social media can amass a fan base and have a quantifiable number on how many people follow us. So as that was happening, as things were going into MySpace and then Facebook and then Twitter, the podcast came along and at least in the comedy world, it, it blew up for all of us. Most of us in Los Angeles comics in LA did it out of a lot of frustration with show business and all the gatekeepers, and we could just plug in a microphone to our laptops and just talk about whatever we wanted 
in, in long form and, and anything that we want. And I think it's, that has been amazing. And I think, so you're, you're bringing in people who are fans of someone some other way. Like, oh, I used to, and then you, I had all these little sort of marker points, like Adam Carolla was a, had a giant radio fan base, and then he got kicked off the air and just brought all these people over to podcasting. Uh, and then when you have these moments like Obama being on Mark Marin and Serial, then the mainstream media is talking about it, albeit in sort of a dumb, we don't understand what it is way, but they're very good at being dumb. Um, and they're that, saying the word, right? They're saying podcast. They're at least saying the word. They're not, you're, you're getting less and less of the, what is it? Like people at least kind of understand that it's some type of radio thing. Yeah. Once a week, I go, you can listen to a podcast on your, on your iPhone. No. Pull it out of your pocket. You have an app. I don't think I do. Yeah, it's purple. It's a button. Press it. Oh my God, look at that. It's on the homepage. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's on the home. Like, it's right there in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to give a little bit of perspective on this because podcasting started back in 2005 or 2004, 2005. And Apple launched, it, uh, launched the support of podcasting in 2005. And so we had this kind of this big burst of. of Podcasting is the new hot thing. It was going to kill radio back then. And then we went through a couple of years of a, of a dip in attention, right? And then there was another shot of attention, press media covering it. It's about every two years, there's a podcast renaissance that happens. It just keeps coming back and coming back. But there is something different. You know, if you go back and you look at the, uh, when the comedians kind of got into this, that was another renaissance in podcasting, which was about 2010. And so we've seen this kind of next tier, which is what you're seeing over the last two years, is around um, storytelling, you know, serial, and um, other types of content coming into the space too, really kind of dramas and things like that that are kind of taking things to the next level. And that's why we saw so much additional media attention, plus public radio has really taken things to another level too. And they've been getting a lot of attention out of the East Coast media They've, they've put all of their, I mean, the, the, the most downloaded podcasts are the, are the NPR ones. Like, they just took their base and put it up. And those NPR shows are selling out giant theaters. It's unbelievable yeah. what they're doing. But it's also true that the top 100 list in iTunes is not the most popular podcast list. That's the most popular of the most recent subscriptions to podcasting. So there are shows uh, like the Adam Carolla show that are, don't show up at the top of the list, but are actually maybe some of the bigger shows. And then there's other shows like the Dan Carlin show, which are, are, are huge shows, but they don't always show up at the top of the list either. So I uh, think one, one of the things I'm noticing, and this is what got me really excited about podcasting in 2014, was I was there for when YouTube launched and nobody understood what YouTube was. And then years later, now, you, I mean, YouTubers have billboards on Wilshire in Los Angeles. It's crazy. And so I noticed similarities, and I know the Snapchatters were talking about this with Snapchat as well, that uh, maybe it's podcasting and industries like Snapchat that are kind of following the same trajectory as YouTube. So that's how we could pay attention to how to formulate this as a business moving forward and make it, you know, really a full-time living and full-time production and et cetera and so forth. And I think that um, uh, while all these are all very valid and, and contribute greatly to the growth of the podcast most recently, I think that um, it also goes hand in hand with how big on-demand is coming out. Um, there is, uh, in five years, I mean minimum, there will be no cable companies anymore. Everything's on-demand, streaming, we want it right now. 
and we want it's not only we want it right now we want what we want we don't want tv we want what we want on tv we don't want to listen to the radio we want to listen to what we want to talk about or listen to on the radio so that's and so and also it goes hand in hand with also with what we encapsulize as well it, at meltdown which is um, nerd culture and geekdom which in 2016 it's not so much a status anymore a nerd thing it just means passionate nerd doesn't mean you're a dork you're 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 a, you're you're a lower on the social status you're it means you're passionate it means you care about what you do it means you care about what you want to talk about and this not only is it free which is a, which is the be the best f word there is it's also um, it's also easy well, even well, that's it, it's readily accessible. Anybody can do it, and um, and it gives people for like like there are thousands of people. For instance, I'm the biggest professional wrestling fan on the planet, and I want to talk about the Hulk Hogan and the Undertaker for three hours, and here I can. So I think why most recently with the just like I, again with digital streaming, on demand, it's what you want when you want it, and the technology drives it too. Like the new iPhone, I mean, that when the iPod came out, that, that drove in the iPhone, the accessibility. And we, you know, we interviewed Chris Hardwick for the podcasting documentary, and he made a great point. He goes, when every, every car is a Wi-Fi hotspot, that is when it'll tip again. When, when you can just, in your car, and you don't have to just link up your phone with a blue, you just touch screen, oh, podcast, sports, music, whatever, podcast. Getting to that point. It's yeah. the consumption side of it, right? It's the technology of the consumption is more important in some ways than the technology of how we produce it. People have to be able to consume it, otherwise it never gets to that point. No matter how great we make it, if people can't consume it easily, it's not gonna happen. And then that expectation that I expect to be able to listen to whatever I want and I can do it easily, that makes it huge. I think there's some car companies over there. Car companies, make sure you have Wi-Fi in your cars. Well, Shout out from the podcasting booth. Okay. Yeah, yes. Also, voice control. So you'll be able to get into the car and say, I want to listen to the Nerdist podcast, and it'll pull it up. Yeah. One so. thing that breaks my heart, though, like a lot of you raised your hand that you want to learn how to do a podcast. And like I've taught many like podcasting courses uh, on a budget at General Assembly and places like that. And one thing I hear over and over again, like I'm going to call out my girlfriend, Amanda. She has an amazing podcast idea. I totally taught her like how to do the whole thing, and she just won't get started because she's afraid. And afraid of what? Just afraid. And, and Rob and afraid I Afraid that met, no one will come to her no, channel? No, no, no. Afraid she hasn't even done the first interview yet. And you see how I'm holding this mic right now? And I think this is, like, really important. Like, that's it. Go get this. And it's not... It's just... Just do something. Like, don't do nothing, right? And Rob met me when I was starting, and I was super afraid. But I made the commitment to myself that even though I was really afraid and knew 0% about podcasting, that I would just take steps forward. And that's what matters. And then after that, it's about producing quality content in the sense of anything that I create, I create it for, for the audience to gain value. So I listen to it. And if something's boring or a waste of someone's time, I like, cut it out, you know? Like, I'm not doing it to listen to myself speak. So I think that's really important because I think a lot of people get into podcasting just uh, for the sake of it. I think really love it and appreciate that it's an art form. Like, I say that I'm painting audio. Like, that's why I enjoy podcasting because I feel like as an artist, I'm painting. And so... Just take action. Like, I created a, a flyer to start out to get myself excited, and I didn't even like the graphics of the flyer, but I published it anyway because, like, I was like, I'm just going to, like, commit and move forward. Get yourself this. If you want to talk about mics, 
like that just starting out mics I, i'm happy to help you i got a snowball ice it's just like 30 bucks of radio shack you know what uh, i mean well let's break it down yeah. this is great and leads to the next question which is how do you get started let's say people see this they're inspired they want to do this they're pepped up they're energized what do you go get where do you get this how much money do you need? Where do you do this in your house? Like, what do you actually need to get this started? The, the, right, the closet or the car is like. <laughs> Break it down. What do you what, what do you need? What do you need? Well, I mean, one thing, one little like hack is there's a portable sound booth, and you can probably make it yourself. Called Snap, uh, I think it's Snap Recorder. I'm pretty sure it's called Snap Recorder. I have two of them, and it sits on my desk. It's portable, like a box, like one of these chairs, a little bit smaller. And then I put my Snowball Ice or my Audio Technica 2100 inside it. That's and then a microphone. It, and yeah, and it gives me like better quality sound. Um, this I just got this a few weeks ago. I have no idea how to use this. So this is what I'm talking about. Like I, I am using this right now, so I can learn how to use this. And that's what I'm saying just pick something up but I know that zoom is a, an amazing brand and I know that this is portable and I know that I'm on the go a lot so I wanted to test out something portable I mean you know we were just we just I did my first faux interview with Allison like why we're sitting in the like speaker ago. lounge yeah five, five minutes ago it's pretty <laughs> simple actually it has a big red button on it right. yeah. push mean, the red button portable. Yeah. And what, what else do you need uh, so if you don't, if you, you there's portable, there's a home with like the box. Yeah. What, what other uh, Wait, one requirements? La one last yeah. thing that I think there's a software program for editing that is easier than iMovie, and they do a terrible marketing job called Sound Studio by Felt Tip, and it is dope. So I just want to make sure that that <laughs> said because it's made. I'm not an en audio engineer. I know nothing, but because of Sound Studio, I'm ed able to edit okay, my podcast. Okay, so the software you need is Sound Studio. Oh, or something and, else. So and a computer. Okay, well, so laptop you know, with sound studio, help. what else, what else? Okay, you don't need to have any of this stuff. If you have an iPhone or an Android device, there's software you can get with a plug-in high-quality microphone right into that mobile device. It can be an iPad, it can be your laptop, what, whatever. You can just record right on so that. So a mic right into my phone I or my laptop. I have a Rode okay. Lab for iPhone. I own that as yeah, well. So you can buy like 40 bucks at Best Buy, right? Yeah, well, Spreaker makes free apps, free recording and live streaming apps for your iOS and Android devices. Um, and you just get a, get a microphone. You can actually just do it through the, the iPhone uh, microphone that's built into it. I'm actually live streaming this right now on my iPhone on the floor down here, and I don't have an external microphone on it. Cool. It actually sounds good. I mean, um, and just going off of what you guys said, yes, it's super accessible. It's super easy. I mean, it's you can really use a lot of stuff that you yeah. already may have at home for this stuff. It also depends on, like, how good you want it to sound. Yeah, like yeah. the... The the less one, I mean, the ones with the cheaper equipment isn't going to sound as good with the six-channel mixer and SM, I have it written down because I wanted to sound smart. SM58 <laughs> mics and um, and um, like that's very expensive. Probably not within the casual person's uh, um, expendable income budget. So like I said, it just um, it's how good you want it to be. The more yeah. money, the more sa the, is with most things. More money, the higher outcome. No, I heard that some so people have. have yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we have a very different perspective on that. So you absolutely can get started with podcasting, just like you can get started with almost anything yourself. Technology is great like that. We did something totally different. So we decided we would be the bottleneck to our podcast. So we would, if we did everything ourselves, we would never have released a single episode of our podcast. That's not us. So we invested money and we rent a studio once a month where we record four episodes in one day. Um, we have an incredibly talented sound engineer who's standing at the back of the room. Thank you, talented <laughs> sound engineer. That is what he does, and because I don't know how to do it, and I can't do it, and so that's we have an audio crew, we have a video crew, we record video and audio. Uh, it's very high quality. 
we decided to spend money on it and we spent money on it for quite a long time and then we ended up, which I know we're going to talk about later, but we ended up bringing a sponsor on who now takes care of that for us. Um, and that's what we decided to do. Our feeling was we were bringing it to an audience we had spent many years in establishing already and they expected a certain, like, as we wanted to give them a certain kind of a quality of, of audio and video and also we didn't want to be the bottleneck. Like, we didn't want to be editing our video. We didn't have, that's not what we could do or what we wanted to do so we decided to spend money on it and it's like anything in business. You have to decide what you want to do, what you like to do and what you're best at and none of those things for us were taking care of that stuff ourselves. I love so. all the different perspectives we have well, on this I think, I, think I just so want to yes. say real quick, Allison brings up a great point, because this is what I say when, like, especially young comedians ask me about it. I always say, what, they always say, what equipment I should go, I go, what type of podcast do you want to do? If you want to run around and interview people, then just get a little recorder like that. If you want to have people come in your house, then you can spend up to three, $400 on pretty, you know, that, uh, a, a soundboard with a USB. You can go to a guitar center. They'll tell you what to do. Or, and I've said this. I go, if you don't want to deal with it, then hire people and go to a studio and record it and just let yeah. them do it. It's really however you want to do your podcast. There's an amazing company called Fullcast.co, and they'll handle it. If you just want to record and do nothing else except just recording, Fullcast.co. And mm -hmm. by the way, to get it on iTunes, which was one of the most confusing things to me when I started, um, I use Simplecast. Uh, which is a hosting program. Libsyn is like the granddaddy, and Spreaker hosts we as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes yeah. it's more than the technology that gets in the way. Like you said about your friend being afraid. I think sometimes it's not the technology, especially not today. It's that like fear of wanting to do something, and sometimes it's just the rules. Like I know when we started, we got this like you were you weren't allowed to have two hosts. We have two hosts. It had to be this many minutes. We were way longer at that there's point. No rules, no, there's yeah. no rules, man. There's no rules. You have rules. to interview someone every time. We've had like three guests on the whole Fuck time that. we've done it. Like you just, you can't do, if you were doing what someone else exactly was doing, no one would ever listen to you anyway. So do just what, do it. Whatever you, know? you want. Yeah. You want your podcast to be four hours of you talking about professional wrestling? Go, go for, for it. it. Yeah. There yeah, are people who listen to that for if sure. If you could talk about it for multiple hours on end, then by all means, you should start a podcast. And it's also just speaking of what you just said, it is an unspoken fear that a lot of people don't really understand when they when it first comes to their head is like, yeah, you're by yourself in a room or with another friend. It's still daunting. It's still, do I sound okay? Am I saying something that other people are going to be interested in? You're, it's like you're performing on stage for nobody, but you're still... Someone on the internet is really going to care what you're saying. Absolutely. I, I trust yeah, Someone's going to get mad and yeah, email you too. At least one person. At least one person. Will. No, I really yeah. feel like if there's anything you walk away with specifically, it's like just set up your very first interview. Just make that commitment to whoever you're going to yeah. interview or whatever the show topic's going to be. Just decide the date and just do it and everything else will fall into place because you'll be... And it can. I always say this too. Like People are like, well, it ha I go, get rid of the word have to and... Whatever you want. Do 10 episodes this way and then go, eh, now we want to, you know, interview an imaginary goat and that's the new episode. We're actually doing an imaginary goat. Like, hashtag goat. Awesome. Hashtag imaginary goat. So let's say, all right, so if someone's inspired, they go get the equipment, whatever they want to, whether it's a do-it-yourself or whether they hire someone, you know, I, I go and create my first podcast. How do I let people know about it after posting about it on Facebook and emailing all my friends? Like, how do I actually get some subscribers? I'll tell how you the I best way. Yeah. This is the best. This the is not, not again, we, we, yeah, get a, get a goat. Um, this is what we learned. This is why the, we started the, the LA Podcast Festival in Los Angeles because it was, became a podcast community. And it was, it's such a different, because all of us in entertainment, you know, on TV, if you have a show at Thursday at 8, mine's Thursday at 8, we're in competition with each other. But our podcast, 
It's high tide raises all boats. So I would just say, bring people on that have a following in whatever. They have a cooking show and they have you know, 100,000 cooking followers on their Twitter account. Have them on your show. That's the key. And then hopefully they'll retweet it. And of then, course. Yeah. Good. Right. Because everyone, you get everyone, it's the trade out. You come on my show, you promote whatever you want to promote. And then my fans listen to you and your fans listen to me. And just do that. I mean, it's the same way YouTubers got big. It's all about collabs. Yes. Yeah, Cross and promotion in LA, is huge. I host the LA Podcasters Meetup every month, and so if you want to meet other podcasters, like every month, I religiously like host this meetup. If you're in LA, you have to give to the ecosystem too. Like, if you never listen to podcasts, if you never share on social media something you like, you can't possibly expect to go to social media and have it give you anything. So, like, if you're gonna want it, you have to give to the ecosystem first, either by being on people's shows or sharing stuff that you like or talking about it or commenting or whatever your idea of sharing is or going to events or whatever they are. You can't expect to just pull an audience when you haven't done anything. Well, you need to get uh, your podcast distributed on all of the listening platforms. That's, that's probably one of the most important things. Which ones? Uh, well, iTunes is the biggest, right? That's like 70% of podcast consumption today. Uh, so if you're not there... Uh, you're probably not going to pick up a huge audience. You just submit to iTunes and then get approved. Yeah, and, okay. yeah so you get a, a feed uh, from whoever platform that you're hosting on. It's so an like Libsyn yeah, or Simplecast or Spreaker? Yeah, exactly. And you get a RSS feed. It's basically like a URL, like a web page URL that you submit to those platforms. And it basically has a list of all your episodes. And then as you publish episodes to your platform, it updates that list and delivers those to iTunes or to TuneIn or Stitcher or now Google Play Music, which just launched podcast this past Monday. So, and Spotify is starting to get into podcasting too. So there's all these new kind of music streaming platforms that are getting into podcasting. And so now's a really good opportunity to, to launch a podcast. And, but you got to have that RSS feed and get it distributed out to all these platforms so you go to where the listeners are. But you can start marketing it before, like, I'm creating the Women in Tech podcast right now, and it's not live yet. And I, I already have a Twitter account. I think it has something like 20,000 followers. And, like, I use lead pages to capture emails. And so I start building a community and a vibe around the content before the content even exists. There's no, like you literally can start something in the morning and you could email me and be like, yo, Esprit, thanks, I started something. It's the morning. Like, you know, like take action. Like literally all you have to do is yeah. take that first step and it will all fall into it's, place. It's, it's you against thousands of millions of people. You are your, <laughs> you are, you are your own street team. You are your guerrilla marketing crew. This relies entirely on you, which is for some people a good thing and a bad thing. For me, it's a bad thing. But, um, but I need a lot of people on my t uh, on my corner. Just a side <laughs> note. But um, um, but like like I said, like you have to go do the groundwork. Unless you find unless you are someone who's of reputable like notice or name, which um, I know nobody in this crowd is. At least that I know myself included. Well, except for you, of course. But um, <laughs> but. Um, it, like you, like I said, it's all built from the ground up. It's grassroots. It's you got to reach out to every person who has any, even any sort of blip, any sort of iota presence on social media, or in anything that has a major outreach, a major um, impact on any sort of media. Because and, and again, bringing on other people that have that sort of outreach, saying, "Hey, I'm going to be on such and such. Tune in. People will like it, and then want to listen to further episodes." Cool. I'm going to bring some yeah. outreach now into the audience. Speaking of outreach. And go for questions. We have 10 minutes for questions. So questions. Yes, Laurie. So I was just wondering, so 
Uh, Rob, you and I were talking last night because I have a podcast, The Tech Cat Show, in case anyone didn't see the sign. But anyway, <laughs> um, I was just wondering, because you were telling me uh, about 600 new podcast shows launch every month. Is that the S About 6,000. 6,000. Oh, my God, yeah. that's even more. Yeah. All right, so in that, in that, with that number, how do we not feel lost in terms of discovery? Well, I think it's just, I mean, it's a marathon run. It's not a sprint. So when you start a podcast, at the beginning, you're not going to have very many listeners. So I wouldn't sweat too much about your content yet. Um, get your feet wet. Get an episode out. Uh, learn how to do it. Listen to other podcasts. And just uh, learn as you do it. So each episode gets a little better. gets a little better. And then at some point, you, you put all your promotional energy behind trying to build your listener base. But the big thing is just getting started. That's why I think picking something you really care and want to talk. If you're just like, yeah. Yeah, I want to be a, a get, get wealthy in podcasting, well, yeah. just buy a lottery ticket. Like, you're better off. Find the thing you want to talk about so that if you have five listeners or 500,000, you're jacked up to do it. You're fired up it's to do it. getting wealthy in podcasting, how do you guys make money? How do you monetize your podcast? <laughs> Hookers and blow. <laughs> is that a real question? Can I say that here? I'm sorry. Um, there's, let me just pre preface this. There's no money in actual podcasting. In the physical podcasting, the, f the physical, like, actual act of it is there's, there, you don't go in expecting to make thousands of thousands of dollars. It's the promotions. It's the sponsorships. It's all the, it's the, it's a great medium to spread the awareness of the product you want to sell or how you want to make the money. It's a great platform. But the actual art of sitting in a room and recording your opinions, you're not going to make any money off of no, that. No, but I mean, I don't like that because you're telling me that like my product is the podcast and like a YouTuber's product is their video. I'd like to think that the artwork has a return. Well, you can make money on, on advertising, but yes. right now... Uh, it's like one or two percent of the podcast space actually makes good money from advertising. That's so we, we make some money. Uh, All right, woohoo! Yeah, so we go, Allison. How do you make money? I think it's great. Be, I'm going to be honest. So we do. Um, we 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 said no to a lot of sponsors, and we paid for it for a while. That, so like awesome. I said, like we paid, we spent money, we invested, and then we got eventually one sponsor that we wanted to work with that our viewpoints on things were really aligned and it's been the best relationship like in terms of a sponsorship mm -hmm. that I've heard about with people. Did they, they come to you, you came to them? They came to us. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and um, they sponsor their only sponsor. Like this year it's only them. So last year we had other smaller kind of ads and stuff would come in. Right now, this year it's only them. Full sponsor What's the, the integration? Year. What do they get? They get, um, so they get uh, ads on the page and stuff like that on the page. They get, we wear their t-shirts. Um, Scott does a keynote for one of their conferences. We were actually in Nashville yesterday. We did, Scott did the opening keynote, and he and I did a live on podcast on stage. Um, we do a webinar, two webinars for them a year, like for them. Um, so special content for them. Uh, we do live reads during the show, and then now the exclusivity. So there isn't, there aren't other advertisers. There's so many ways to yeah. get some money to yeah, figure like, it out you have to and it, it goes back to why you got to pick something you care about because in that you're going to find the, the 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 niche audience because the niche audience is going to care about everything that you say and so when you're unlike radio where there's an ad read you know every couple minutes you know we do one ad read a show maybe two and we didn't start to make money to yeah. be fair like we started because we just had to mm -hmm. we just loved talking about it. it was so fun and we're like we should be recording this because and should, other people should get to hear how great we are. Like, that's well, really that's, it. In Graham, yeah. in the comedic world, you guys sell live ticket. 
Like, well, that helps us for sure. Shows, like, like yeah. we, we have a yeah. distant, that, like you're promoting your live shows. So it do, does the podcast, unless you're getting ad revenue, but it does definitely help drive tickets to yeah, live it's events. A, it's a great platform. Like I said, to for the it, cross it, promotions. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Tickets, sell merchandise, sell other yeah. ancillary, sell but your there's, book. But there's all these new events. I mean, there's Rabble TV. There's all these new things coming out that can help you take your audience. Once you acquire the audience, you can take them somewhere where there's other money to be made. But you can make money from advertising, but you just need to build a fairly good sized audience to get there, like 5,000 listeners and up. Is yeah. Without usually the, what the break 5,000 and up to bring some advertisers. All right, yeah. any other questions? Are you guys all ready to do podcasting? Yes, can you stand up? Uh, just a quick question. I think, Allison, you said uh, you're filming it as well. Yeah, um, we film it as well. So, how, what exactly are you doing with the video content, and do other podcasters feel a need? to start filming and putting it out there seeing as there's such a huge growth in video so right now we don't do tons with the video content one of the cool things we do right now with it is we make little short snippets of it to share on platforms like Facebook we find it really great for get, bringing in a new audience with like you know a sort of like two minute clip of some really funny bits and we share that on Facebook because Facebook video is fantastic right now and people share it and it does really well for us um, we use it also as part of the sponsorship and the you know t-shirts and seeing it so that our sponsor likes that and we're hoping eventually kind of to package them together and maybe do something with it kind of as more of a show but yeah right now not we don't promote it too much but we uh, we capture the audio as well at the same time and also it just we like the feel of it in terms of create on the creation side of it we love the feel of it of being in the studio and having it recorded yeah. so a right, question from Daniel can you stand up so you've talked about the startup process and the equipment that you need and all of that, um, and you, talk, you talked about it being a marathon run. What yes. is the most important thing of sustaining a podcast? Consistent release of content. Okay. How often? Well, that, and it has to be an area that you have a wealth of information about or a passion about that you're going to keep up with on a regular basis to be able to share the latest or keep your audience up to date and, and somehow and entertained. You know, you have to have, have that ability, right? At yeah. least once a week. At least. But I want to say this, though. I, want to, I do want to put this caveat out there because we've all came to believe it's got at least once a week, twice a week. It doesn't but that, have to be. It doesn't have to be because yeah. there's a show that came along uh, you know, three, four years ago, Welcome to Night Vale. It's a 30-minute scripted. It's a fake kind of radio show, and they do twice a month sometimes, and yeah. they're huge. So that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't call these rules. I would call them parameters. I also I forgot. Welcome to Night Vale. They have a Patreon. Right, yeah. and we didn't talk about fan contributions as another way to monetize a podcast. Oh, donation um, for sure, yeah. and just sorts. as long as like yeah. the quality doesn't outpace the content, right? So like once a week's great, but if you're doing once a week and all of a sudden you're like, Ugh, like I just don't want to do it, then it's better to have a good show once a week than just yeah. uh, as was everything. Just like if you're there, you just make sure your presence is always online or somebody can see it. Like well, if you're ghost, then you're ghost. Yeah, and it has to fit into your life. If you're going to sustain this and have a full time job, or you're going to do other things. It has to be a schedule you can keep. And especially if you have co-hosts, it can be a juggle. And going into this, I did not think it was going to be as strenuous on the schedule as I thought it was. You know, like once, like one time, the first time you do it, you're like, ah, oh, I could do this every week. And then, oh, wait, I have this to do. I have also this to do. My co-host can't make it. It's a lot harder than it may seem at first. But it, there's a lot of parameters that go into the whole scheduling um, guests, content release, all that kind of you know, trying to book guests and things like that. Let's say I have a podcast and I have like ten episodes. And I wanted to distribute it. Uh, let's say I wanted to be on Meltdown because it's comics related. I wanted to be on yours. Uh, are there people who are looking for content like yeah. like MCNs are looking for podcasts? To, to well, there's feature? so many podcast networks now that I mean, 
they're they're starting all the time. Like we're on this network called All Things Comedy. Uh, Comedy Film Nerds is thinking about we. I just started recording another podcast. We're gonna probably release under our banner. Everyone's looking for something, and if it fits their brand or what you're doing, everybody needs content. Because what's happening now with the networks? Getting back to the monetization is there's you now have uh, aggregate downloads. So I can go to an advertiser and say I've got ten podcasts that total up half a million downloads. So pay me for ad time over all of that's what I mean. That's how we've gotten sponsors for the LA Podfest. Is we've like we've got forty shows in our festival, and you can do an ad read, and that's going to reach millions of people all over the world for a one weekend event. Nice. A question over here also from the, Aaron, the former um, head of Fox International Clear Channel, Fox Channel International, or something. Fox I just started a network called Wondery. It's new. Do you, oh, you know it. I just heard of it. I oh, just heard of it. what did you hear? I just, I, oh, that's it. That's yeah, all I yeah, heard. Yeah, yeah. This guy from so Fox. So I don't know. I think it's something to watch. Wondery. All right, so consider a network. Aaron has a question. Hi, everyone. Uh, you talk about consistent release of content and trying to keep up with that. So I was just wondering, what is your process before every show? Uh, I would kind of outline what you want to do in your show so you stay on topic and stay on focus. Um, not everybody does that. I mean, I... I do a show where I just scoot up to my desk, pull my microphone over, turn the camera on, and we just start talking. There's other shows that I have it pretty much all scripted out. Um, then there's other shows that I just I just read kind of outlines. So it it really depends on what you feel comfortable with and what your ability is to to be able to take what you've learned and be able to talk about it. Uh, if you need a, a shortcut to be able to remind you, I think that's something to to consider. Everybody's got their own method. Yeah. Everybody's got their own style. There's not one way of doing it. It's what you feel comfortable I with. I mean, we do, we do a movie review podcast, so I have to see at least one movie every week. <laughs> and I, mean, I set that up because I like watching rough, movies. Graham. I don't know. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I'll tell you this, though. The internet says that there is a right way to do it because they, they want to sell you a $10,000 package because they make affiliate commissions. So, like, I'm with Allison that find your own way to create your podcast that makes sense for you. All right, next question. Anyone? Okay, good. I have one. So, uh, what are some resources for uh, for podcasters? Let's say everyone's jazzed up; they go back to their homes, whether in LA, New York, Chicago, or Kansas. Uh, how do they? How do? What resources are there? Like directories or Facebook groups, or what are the online or offline communities for people who are want to be more and just hang out with podcasters to ask these questions? So, as I mentioned before, LA Podcasters Meetup happens every month, but. To go to Pod to Pod newsletter, I think it's P O D T O P O D. It might be the number two. It's really good and it covers like everything that's going on in podcasting. It's free, yeah. so it's Pod to Pod. And then the other one, if you're uh, a female podcaster, oh my gosh, she the, yeah, she podcast Facebook group. Like, go there right now. Add yourself to She Podcast. Tell Elsie and Jessica, yeah. hey, like, that is the yeah. coolest resource for female yeah. podcasters. ShePodcast.com. It's also on, online, too. So they have a podcast that they do. And it's really, really informative. Uh, Lipson also has a podcast called The Feed. And then I do one called The Spreaker Live Show, which uh, basically covers everything about how to, how to create a podcast, the tools, all this kind of stuff. So a lot of tips. So even though we didn't, act, we don't actually do any of the technical stuff ourselves. We did do a course, Cliff Ravenscraft's uh, podcasting A to Z, I will say. Although I think he says A to Z, um, and uh, we learned a lot about what we didn't want to do. But it's still really good to know. Like it's always good to know, right? To know what needs to be done technically. 
Um, and that was really helpful. Listen to podcasts. Uh, totally. Listen to podcasts totally. And, and reach out to a show that you like. Learn from others yeah. that you like and are popular shows because they'll, they'll help you. I found the Audio-Technica 2100 mic via Ryan Hoover at Product Hunt because I like the sound of his podcast. So I just tweeted him, what mic do you yeah. use? Yeah. yeah, That's it. And I'm a huge browser of um, just the app itself. I'll just spend hours in the app itself just yeah. like looking at the top charts, sampling different podcasts. Like just keep it, just immerse yourself in the culture. And so yeah. who, who has actually clicked on the podcast app that's on their phone on their home screen? Okay, okay. Everyone else can do it too, so make sure you do that. And then there are events too. Uh, what, what events are there for podcasters to meet up at? Uh, right now, um, well, LA Podcast. LA Podcast is a big one. We have to talk about LA Podcast. Uh, you get some shout outs here. LA Podcast is the best uh, ever. Thank Fly you. to Los Angeles. Go. <laughs> it's the Los Angeles Podcast Festival. It's September 23rd through the 25th. It's three days, uh, it's 40 podcasts. We also have panels. Spree's been on them. Rob's been on them. Uh, it's and then we have a stand-up show. It's it's comedy-based, but we're expanding it. There's a lot of big-name shows in it. And if you go to LAPodfest.com, uh, you can get a weekend pass for 140 bucks, and it's the greatest deal ever. Ever. And then the other big one is Podcast Movement at PodcastMovement.com. It's actually coming up here in Chicago on July 6th through the 8th. It's probably gonna there's probably gonna be 2,000 podcasters there and. Podcasters from all over the country are flying in for that. And again, if you don't want to handle, like literally, if you just want to record and like send off the audio file to have someone else do everything else for you from like the production to the social media to like the artwork to everything, fullcast.co is an amazing resource for that. I just want to thank you guys for an amazing discussion, thank amazing you. energy here thank with you. the last panel of the day. Thank, thank you, you guys all for sharing with us. And thank you guys for great questions today. So I'll turn it back over to Lori now while we take a big group selfie, panelists. Let's do it. And tweet me at Esprit Devora. Yeah, I'm at Graham Elwood. And, and buy at, books from me. And at Rob Greenlee. And that's two E's. Great. I wanted to uh, remind everybody that this whole uh, show has been live streamed over voiceamerica.com, which is another great resource if you're interested in live radio to podcast. And they're here if you want to talk to them. And of course, my show, The Tech Cat Show, is also available on podcast. So if you're interested in getting all the podcasts from the Advanced Advertising Theater here at the NAB Show, just drop your business card in that jar. Check out voiceamerica.com slash live events. Let NAB know if you like this content, and we'll be back again next year. Thanks so much for joining us at the Advanced Advertising Theater. We've been broadcasting live on voiceamerica.com, and we'll be back in a few moments with some more interviews with other fabulous people who are exhibiting great technology here at NAB Show 2016.